I don't hide well when I go to church. Welcome to Christ in All Things, a conversation about meaning and purpose. It's based on a verse from the Bible, Colossians chapter 1, verse 17, which says, Christ is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Christ in All Things is a listening ear into conversations about receiving and giving the love and hope of Christ. And these conversations are an invitation, because as much as you'll hear, and as much as we enjoy having them, digital media operates from a distance. And that's not what's best for us, with God or with one another. So, thanks for listening. And if you're in the neighborhood, we invite you to participate in person in the life that finds its epicenter at St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Welcome, listeners, to Christ in All Things. I'm Pastor Jason Schockman. And I am Pastor Lance O'Donnell. And we have with us uh, a, a delightful guest. Uh, they're all wonderful, and they're all delightful, so I decided to switch the adjective this time. Uh, Dan Eifert, uh, who has served here at St. Paul's in several capacities, mm-hmm. uh, elder most recently, and then currently serving as the vice president of Indeed. the congregation. Yes. Uh, we are we are working on adding to that, too. Uh, before we get much further, <laughs> Pastor O'Donnell, you had found some scripture verses that will apply quite specifically to our conversation with Dan. And you'll see why in a minute. Indeed. This is from, in the Old Testament, from First Chronicles chapter 25, some select verses. David... And the chiefs of the service also set apart for the service of the sons of Asaph and of Haman and of Jejuthun, who prophesied with lyres, with harps, and with cymbals. And now continuing on now at verse 6. They were all under the direction of their father in the music of the house of the Lord with cymbals, harps, and lyres for the service of the house of God, Asaph, Jejithun and Haman were under the order of the king. The number of them, along with their brothers who were trained in singing to the Lord, all who were skillful, was 288. Dan, why is that particularly important well, for you? Yeah, there's a reason. I don't, I don't hide well when I go to church. Um, <laughs> very often as I'm walking out of church, I'll have a host of people saying, oh, we just love to hear your singing. And I mean, it is, it is a wonderful compliment. And I, I'm very thankful every single day to the Lord for all the gifts that he has granted me. Most importantly, the ability to sing, to, to be present in, uh, in song, whether it's with a you know, full-out professional chorus, whether it's by myself as a solo singer, whether it's sitting in church in worship and just lending my voice to the hymns that are being sung to the liturgy. So something I love. My kids are horribly embarrassed by it most of the time. (laughs) My wife has gotten over that. Of course, when I first knew my wife, we were both singers at that time and, you know, doing all those things together. But the kids, they were born into that. They didn't have a choice. So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Rochelle had a choice in the (laughs) the whole deal. And she signed up. She did. Uh, Yeah, you asked and she said yes. Um, we'll probably get to that story at some point. Could be. Um, 
So we ask our guests uh, in advance a couple of simple questions, uh, and they prove to be uh, quite wonderful conversations. Uh, Dan, so we ask you, what is your name and what does it mean? And then we ask you to tell us three to five moments or things that really form you into who you are. Uh, So let's start with your name. So what's your full name? Daniel James Eifert. And is there a reason why those names were chosen for you? Well, I know that the middle name was chosen for a reason. Truth be told, I don't know why Daniel was chosen. Um, It could very well be that after so many people in my family had chosen other names, you know, Daniel was left. I think it was important to my parents to have a biblical name. Of course, Daniel is a very biblical name taken straight from the one of the great kings. And um, but, you know, it, it works. And uh, so one of the I great did prophets. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So I, I looked that up and of course it means beautiful, which, you know, I resemble that remark. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> well, well, it can mean beautiful. God is my judge. There you go. God is my judge. That is yeah. the. The Hebrew meaning, if I'm... If it I is. You are correct. You are correct. So Daniel was just chosen kind of at random. But you said... As far a, as I know, yes. You said there's a reason why James was chosen. James was chosen. Um, I think it would... I think it melded well together. The other reason is, uh, you know, of course, at the time that I was... The uh, time that I was born, we were uh, in Detroit, Michigan. My father was the uh, choir director... Actually, I'd moved on to be the principal of Lutheran East in Harper Woods. Lutheran High School East. Lutheran High School yeah. East, yes. And um, the band man at the high school at that time was Jim Kirshen. Ah. So, of course, went on to be, I think he was band man at Concordia and in Ann Arbor and went on to be the president of Ann Arbor, I believe, um, after time. The name rings a bell to me, yep. so I'm not yep. so um defraud that idea. So that... That uh, it was always kind of joked that yeah we named a put gave the second name after Jim Kershaw, but that was a story that my dad would tell, and you know he had bad jokes all the time. So he was a Lutheran church worker, indeed he was. We fall prey to that. And James means James means Dan. Do you supplanter know supplanter? Oh yeah, replacer. Yeah, supplanter or replacer. <laughs> it can also mean may God protect. Yes, right. I for I forgot is 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 James the part of the anglicized. Jacob or something. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I've forgotten that. Okay. Yeah. So hence supplanter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Eifert, the family name. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, there, there's a string of Eiferts that are known in the Missouri Synod. Yes. Uh, n- none the least of which that I am connected to is your, your aunt. Eunice. Eunice. Yes. yes who indeed. taught at... Concordia River, River for Forest. Many, many, for many, many years. years. Uh, yes. She was still teaching there when I was a student there, uh, which wasn't all that long ago, I'm going to say. <laughs> Some people might disagree. Uh, and and so when we joined, when, when, we, when I was called here uh, and I found an Eifert amongst the elders, I went, ooh, I know that name. Uh, and that was a fun connection for there you and I right off yes, the bat. Yes, indeed. Um, what does it mean, this family name? So I looked this up yesterday. I had not known this one, but what I found was one who protects what is dear and also zealot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's another fun way to break down the German, yeah. the German on that one, uh, and it's the, uh, the elements of 
Agi, which is point of, as in like tip of the sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second being uh, uh, frithu or frith, which is peace. So the tip of the sword that brings peace <laughs> protects what is dear. There you go. Zealot. Yeah. There you go. Well, you sing zealously. And, One could say that. And yes. for this, I rejoice. Um, <laughs> and well, it, it's an in, it's an interesting last name with that explanation regarding the purpose of music in the church, because um, that's part of what music does. Yeah, it brings it, peace. Well, it brings peace, and it also protects what is dear. Yeah. Absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah. By it's teaching a, the faith. By te- by teaching the faith. And this is why one of the reasons, one of the main reasons, anyway, why we sing in church. And we've we've talked about that before here on Christ in All Things. Indeed. Uh, that regularly, te- yeah, right. Teaching the faith uh, is one of the reasons we sing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Daniel James Eifert, we've got your name all wrapped up and tied up. There you go. Uh, so let's let's move on to our second question. Okay. Uh, and and this, I pray, will be not just a, a enlightening conversation, but the meat of our discussion for the next few, uh, well, for the next little while. So, what, Dan, what are the top three to five things that have shaped who you are. So one of the first things that I will mention, and I, you know, listening to a few other of these uh, podcasts is going to be not so dissimilar from many other people. It's the family. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's obviously the first thing that you know about life on the earth. It's how you are raised. It's what forms you and stuff like that. So I was born, I'm the, the third of four children in my family. My uh, older brother and my older sister, who I like to stress older, um, and I do this right in front of them <laughs> they'll, as well. They'll, appre- they'll appreciate it. They absolutely will. Um, they're 10 years older than I am, okay. 10 and 9 years older than, so, than I am. So, you know, they were born, um, and then my younger sister and I came along. My younger sister is about 18 months younger than I am or so. So it was almost like two different families. Like two and two. Kind of. Very yeah. much so. Very much so. So, um, you know, being born in and having a blessed 18 months before my sister came along and then figuring out that I had to be the cute one to still garner any attention around home because my younger sister was there. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And, you know, having a brother that's 10 years older than you that's ready to throw the ball around in the front yard or do something fun like that was always important to me. And obviously so many good times with my older sister too, growing up and you know, there's the story about when my younger sister was born that my my older brother and my uh, older sister got me ready for church, picked up by some family that was bringing us to church, and dad showed up and still directed the choir that morning. Mom wow. did not make it back to play the organ that morning. She was, you know, a little tied up at the hospital. Having just, just given birth. Just having given birth. So, But they were very proud of the fact, a 10-year-old and a 9-year-old getting little Dan ready church probably with whatever outfit was uh, prescribed for me for that day so that was that was when your baby sister was that was when our and dan was 18 months old yeah that's that's impressive so Mm -hmm. your father was the the band guy and choir guy no 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 just the choir guy at 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 lutheran Lutheran high school and 
Lutheran High School East at Lutheran in East Woods, in, in Detroit. Yeah, and your mother was the organist at your home parish. Absolutely. Which was where again? So when I was born, uh, the first parish that I knew was Mount Calvary Lutheran Church in Detroit, Michigan. Which in the city? In the city, okay. about two miles into the city. Sure. Um, that church now has had an incredible rebirth as a mission. Wow. And um, I mean. The church building itself has been cared for like there is none other. It is a shining beacon, um, while a lot of the neighborhood around it is not in good shape. That church stands strong. Okay, so, um, so that's always good. Um, yeah. So my mom was the organist, and uh, dad was the choir director at church, choir director at Lutheran East. He then became the principal at Lutheran East too, and that was life up until. You know, around age 10 or something like that when he left that and went to back into the parish. That, that means you spent a lot of time in the balcony. Not the balcony. Now, this is a fun little story here, if you wish this one. The uh, the organ at Mount Calvary is up in front. Oh. Okay. It is more or less kind of right underneath the lectern. Got it. And so the choir, it, it's the cross-shaped church, sure. as, as so many are. Choir sits in the pews that are facing to the middle. Yeah, the transept on the yes, side. Yes, the transept yeah. on the side. There's a small, two or three small pews where only, you know, two, three, four people can sit there as opposed to the long pews that go through the rest of the nave. So in the very front pew, that's where Dad sits because he has his choir director stand right there next to him. And when it's time for the choir to sing, he simply stands up, invites the choir to stand up. And next to him are, are little Danny and little Christy. So... He stood up at one point and, um, to direct the choir, and all of a sudden, all of his altos, of course, it's always the altos, they're all snickering, snickering there. Yeah. And my dad's <laughs> like, what in the world is going on here? Turns around, well, someone, namely myself, has gotten up and decided dad needed some help in conducting the choir that morning. Got it. So I am there in the front pew, so... Standing, I'm sure standing on the front pew. Standing on the front pew. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You need to get some height. It's only way they conductor. could see you. Indeed. Yeah. So, um, you know, all the altos are snickering. And these are all of my adopted grandmothers and yeah. whatnot who have known me since I was born. And so that was that was a lot of fun. And I don't know exactly how that ended. I who knows? I'm sure everyone in church loved it. I'm sure the choir loved it. Absolutely. I'm sure that my dad was mortified. Yeah. You know, that that kind of stuff as now I have kids, and I'm like, yeah, I can see how that... Forget, forgive me. Your father's yeah. living? Yes, he is. I w- um, he's, he's a little bit, um, shall we say, separated from the rest of the family now. Okay. So I, I've not had contact with him for many okay. years. All right. Sorry to ask a no problem. challenging question. Okay. Um, so your family, but you're raised in church. You're singing. Absolutely. You're singing all the time. Absolutely. Sorry to butt in here, but no. I'm curious about... Um, are every, is everyone musical amongst your sibs? Yes. In all in the same way, vocal or otherwise? Um, we all have uh, beautiful voices given by God, of course. Um, I think that I probably took the, uh, the singing thing, if you will, the singing gig to the furthest extent. Of um, your siblings. Of my siblings. Yeah. My brother is... Um, He's over in Richville right now serving at, is it St. Michael in Richville? I think it is over in Michigan. And um, he just had a huge hymn festival this past Sunday. So his strengths, um, he certainly has beautiful voice, but he is a fantastic organist. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and has been for many years. He went on, went on and got his doctorate at University of Texas many years ago while he was down there and um, is now serving that parish and doing wonderful things. My uh, my older sister is she's a teacher over in New Haven, Indiana, um, Central Lutheran School, which is associated with Emmanuel Lutheran Church, and she is still directing choirs there. Still being, uh, you know, she's one of the first people called when they say, hey, we need someone to sing something in church. So she's one of the first people called over there, which is wonderful. And she'll grab her guitar, lead the music at the beginning of Sunday school or whatever is called for. So wonderful talents. My younger sister has a beautiful voice as well. She uh, She's now the church secretary at Emmanuel, where... Funny enough, my uh, older sister's husband is now pastor, Pastor Zexer. So I think you guys have run into him at Indeed. various places around. As you know, I did my field work there back yes, in the day when yes. I was at the seminary. That's that's a fun connection. But that was before he was there, correct? He was there. He was da- there. Pastor okay. Zexer was there. He was an associate at the time yes. under Paul Schumacher, yes. who actually taught my confirmation classes or a little bit at, uh, at Frank in, Muth, Michigan. Up, yes, yes. Back in the day. So family... Obviously, mm-hmm. and and the music that came along with that family life has has shaped you absolutely. I'm I'm guessing mm-hmm. that s- a very close second on this list is where that music took place. So yeah, w- absolutely. Well, what did you have second? What on did your you list? have second on your list? Well. You're you're gonna go there. I mean, it's it's the church. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in church. I was, you know, they say that being a pastor's kid is a somewhat difficult road to hoe, um, if you, if you will. But I think being the the choir director and the organist son is just as difficult. I mean, difficult. It's not difficult. It's just life in a fishbowl. It is life. Yes, and mm-hmm. so you know, always at church. Yeah. If there's a special service, you know, we're there. Um, you know, every single Wednesday, Lenten service, Advent service, every single special service while we're there. And, you know, it came down to the fact of two of, uh, you know, travel plans were all planned around those services. Yeah. The, the funny thing, I, my kids, my kids now, I have three children who are just the, the joy of my life. And they always uh, they say, well, you know what, why don't we focus a little bit more on home? And I said, I tell them the story. I said, well, you know. Christmas, for me, we we open presents at about 3 p.m. in the afternoon on Christmas Day. And they're like, you did what? And I said, well, yeah. I said, if you think back to this, and they know their grandmother very well. And, mm. you know, I said, Grandma had to play Christmas Eve services, the Christmas Day services. And, you know, she had to work so very, very hard to get those services ready. And everything came off wonderfully. But then she would come home <laughs> and she would say, oh, I guess I have to... Uh, prepare the rest of Christmas for the family. So, I mean, it, it was just, it was life. There was no yeah. two ways about that. So, I mean, it was very much around those services. And, you know, if we were to leave for, to go visit Grandpa Eifert in Minnesota, great, great Grandpa and Grandma Shear in Omaha, we were leaving, like, as church got out, maybe we would have the car packed to leave right there, and then eight, ten hours, 12 hours for that matter, maybe even from Detroit, so... That was life. Yeah. And my kids would say almost the exact same thing, mm-hmm. my guess, because that is very often our our routine is sure. Christmas is a, Christmas is about church. Yep. 
we we try and we we and we we arrange presents. We squeeze it in. Uh-huh. Yep. And we but you know my in laws have a condo in Florida, mm-hmm. um, which we like to go to when we can, and we're often packed. And it's first things first is worship. We get home and change and eat, and we're on the road. There you go. So you go. yeah, a we, very similar existence. You know, our our family has gotten into the habit of opening presents Christmas Eve morning first thing. So super early on Christmas Eve morning, my kids are like, let's open presents. Here we go. Okay. I mean, like five, right? That's that's uh, kind of fun. Yeah. So then we get a chance to spend some time together as a family on Christmas Eve morning. Sure, sure. Uh, and then uh, about noon, um, I check out and get ready for work and come on in. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm here for the duration, uh, right? And then again on Christmas Day. Uh, and sometimes we'll head out Christmas Day right after church and go well, we only have to go an hour and a half in either direction. Sure. Right. So, well you, so I, I mean, it's interesting, Dan, for me, because you describe your experiences very similar mm-hmm. to the pastor's kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of, uh, lots of pastor's kids don't end up active mm-hmm. in church for a variety of different reasons, but from the sounds of it, your clan remains as such, very much so. Not just you, very much. Not so. just you yourself, but the the rest the rest of you. In from the hint of it, in spite of some difficulty, um, what's behind that? I think that just goes into, I you know, and I, I'm trying to instill this into my kids too. And so, a little bit of a story here. The the um. Dan, you don't yes. have to apologize for no, no, those no. little stories. That's no. kind of the whole point. The, um, <laughs> so true. my kids, my kids are what number nine, eleven, and twelve out of grand twelve grandchildren from for my mother. Um, the oldest two now have two each. So I mean, it's into the next generation too, and it's just so much fun to see the family continue to expand and change. And in laws are being brought in as marriages happen. So it's so very very fun. Um, with um, you know my 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 brother's two kids. One went to Valpo. One went to Concordia and River Forest. Actually, it's quite the, the opposite of that. The, the oldest one went to River Forest. The younger one went to Valpo. But now, you know, I talked to my brother, and they, yeah, you know, he's not going to be joining us for Christmas Day until about three p.m. because he's committed to being in church with his family, singing in the choir. So I mean. A story like that is spectacular. It's music to my ears. Mm-hmm. Uh, the oldest one is she's teaching band over at uh, the Saginaw Valley Lutheran School. I th- Valley Valley Lutheran Valley Lutheran yep. uh, Valley Lutheran High School. Um, so she's band direct band director over there and picks up a organ gig every once in a while. So I mean she's wholeheartedly into that church and and then um, my older sister's kids. Well, the first two of a. Uh, First one graduated from Seward already. Um, my younger sister's kid, the oldest one, graduated from Seward already. There's two others at Seward right now. And, I've by, got a and by the way, listeners, Seward, in our language, if you wouldn't know, Seward means Concordia University in Seward, Nebraska. Yes. <laughs> now and River Con- Forest, of course, is now Chicago. Con- Concordia, Concordia University, University of Chicago. Chicago so. yeah. And I have a nephew at Concordia University of Chicago, too. So Who, my kids might be the, the, the oddballs in the fact that they're not going to a Lutheran school, but you know what? That's well, there's only, fine. there's yeah. only one who's really ready to start looking at colleges. Yes. 
and that's my oldest. He is a senior yeah. in high school right now, so we're in the throes of uh, applying to colleges, hearing back from some colleges, having some joys, and so no news to share yet. That's for okay. sure. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Okay. But, so you know, but that's an that's know, an ongoing conversation. <laughs> indeed. Coming back to your question, how did we stay in the church so much? Part of it was we chose professions in the church. I'm I'm the oddball out. I didn't choose a profession in the church, but yet. You know, here I am serving as elder for the past couple of years, serving still on uh, the CLT right now, which is which is fun. It's an eye-opening experience, that's for sure. Um, but, you know, more important than that, we're in worship. Yeah. We're in Bible class. You know, I'm in year three of confirmation studies right now because, of course, our confirmation program here, the stu- the uh, for the kids that are going to public schools, which my kids do go to public schools right now, um, Sunday mornings, they're in church and uh, confirmation class with the parents. So yeah. I think I might have it down by the time that Isabella's done. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, and she's a delight to have in class. Hey, well, sure. Absolutely. You're still saying that. That's I, good. <laughs> I will I will be oh, for the she duration. Is, she's, she's super smart, and it's fun. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I, she picks on me, so I pick back. Yes. Um, okay, so family yeah. and church Absolutely. are our are, are top two things that have formed who you are uh not not just from childhood but even into how you want to manage and teach your family yes uh and those are wonderful that's a wonderful place to start Mm -hmm. uh i think that's though a really good place to pause uh and and come when we come back we'll we'll ask for the third thing okay that has formed and shaped who you are Uh, Listeners, please join us again uh, as we are talking with Dan James Eifert. For show notes and other information about Christ in All Things, visit ChristInAllThings.org. Comments may be emailed to comments at ChristInAllThings.org. We're thankful to provide Christ in All Things to you as a gift, but it's not free to produce and distribute. So if you'd like to help us make Christ in All Things a self-supporting show and have a little fun in the process, please click the support page at ChristInAllThings.org. A donation of any kind gets you a dozen environmentally friendly Christ in All Things straws to share with your friends. Pastor Shockman loves these. That is so not true. You love those way too much, and I still can't believe you bought them. A donation of $200 or more gets you some cheerful on-air clapping. And a pair of Wisconsin-made wigwam hiking socks. A donation of $1,000 or more gets you thunderous on-air clapping. And a handmade Christ in All Things leather folio by the Murdy Creative Company. If you want to donate more than that, well, fly us wherever you want, and we will record Christ in All Things at your chosen location. Within reason, of course. All post-production surplus supports Youth Ministry at St. Paul's. Thank you for your support. Christ in All Things is a production of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. For more information about St. Paul's, visit splco.org, email us at info at splco.org, or the old-fashioned way, give us a call, 262-567-5001. Intro and outro music, setting by Joseph Hurl. Copyright 1998, Concordia Publishing House, used with permission.